0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to WTS 156. Myself I'm and Meryl nice, are smiling at each other through the medium of Skype once again. How are you, Meryl? Good, I'm great. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm I'm coming up to the end of my holidays, though. So, I'm But
1: Your holidays the time you
0: took off work but you didn't go on holidays holidays yeah yeah a time off work to move gaff basically so um which is why we don't have a guest this week again because we're just manic with the move lads and just trying to schedule in guests and all that kind of thing and and meet people's schedules and our schedules fit in theirs and me getting the balance between dublin and the bog right is, is quite difficult because the time difference you know what i mean Dublin is in twenty eight. We're not coming. To, we're not coming to the end, though, Dan, aren't we? Not not at all. No, it's just a matter of adjusting because Dublin's in twenty eighteen, and Port Leach is in about nineteen forty four. So there's a small adjustment to be made. That's all. Like you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. No, we should be. We should be getting back to normal fairly soon. Um, but a lot for volume now, in your hair today? Say again. A lot of volume in your hair today. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Uh, uh, as you and I are both, uh, we've both fallen victim of Jason Brophy going off to live a lavish lifestyle in a faraway yep. tropical paradise. Um, so I have a wedding this weekend that I'm going to, uh, congratulations to Dean Colley and Rachel Nevin in advance, and uh, I went and got the old haircut and and uh, Waz, who was Brophy's replacement. Uh, yeah, Waz did win as well. Hooked a brother up and uh, yeah, he done a good job, so I'm happy enough, man. Yeah. yeah, he was very, um, very concentrated. He was, yeah, he uh, when I when he was I was in a state of zen, a, a perpetual state of zen, um, yeah, but yeah, when I came in, he was like, On oh, Jason, tell me what to do, <laughs> <laughs> man, no, 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 no. A little nip slip there and on video, man, no, good man. <laughs> One eventually, because <laughs> event, I'm able to record the video as well, so eventually, what will happen is these videos will go up on YouTube. That's the they plan. Will look good, no? That's the plan. <laughs> you and your nip slips They're are going nip up on video. <laughs> gonna, what were you saying to I can't remember. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, just uh, he was very um, he remembered like when the last time the last haircut I got with Brophy uh, before um, before Brophy headed off, uh, Waz was there and Brophy said to him. Right when I did, because like I don't know. I've I've been on the road for like that many years now that he just goes to usual. And I say, Yeah, I don't know if I was to go to a different barber and he'd say, What can I do for you? I'd be like, Uh, like shorten the sides of it. I, uh, I do this comb over type thing. (laughs) Uh, don't make make me look like a dickhead. (laughs) I mean. I was like, Waz straight away, in fairness to him, was on the ball, and he was like, oh, yeah, an Jay telling me do this, this, and this, so we're grand, okay, cool, yeah, and I was like, excellent, mate, I trust you. So, yeah, uh, yeah Waz the Barber. I was the same with me, was like, what can I do for you, and I was like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, he sorted me out, yeah, so, as always, men's hair code don't literally coming for us. Murdo Yeah. Uh, last week, when we, uh, shortly after we finished recording, Big news broke that most other people have talked about, but we're uh, late at the party because we're the cool kids. McGregor versus Khabib is official. Official, yeah. And you, October sixth, October sixth in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, no less. And uh, you instantly took to the book to say McGregor, TKO, second round. Did you say? First round. First round, or going with? Yeah, what are you going with? Have you got a prediction yet? Uh, I think I think Khabib wins. Khabib wins. Yeah, like well, like it's. I think if it
1: goes, I think if it goes beyond the third round, Khabib will probably
0: win. See, it's weird, right? Because where I'm at with this, it's very much kind of like, uh, I, I've fallen in and out of love with Conor McGregor so many times now that I'm like a fucking fifth-year girl, asking. (laughs) The popular lad, will he go to me the ebbs, which is a year away, and hoping that everything stays golden? Do you know what I mean? Like, like one week I love him, <laughs> the next week I think he's a beller. And, like, I watched today, just just before we recorded this, I watched the Notorious the documentary thing for the first time uh, since it came out. Yeah. I, I hadn't watched it at all. And watching that gave me the kind of same buzz about McGregor I got when we went over for UFC 189 granted a lot of the footage centered around UFC 189 so nostalgia floats through you know what I mean but I know if if, if I went back and watched the footage of them throwing hand trucks or dollies to the Americans at buses I'd be like you absolute dickhead yeah see
1: I don't remember any of
0: that no you you have selective memory don't you (laughs) I forgot about selective amnesia so
1: I don't remember any of that I don't even I don't remember the alleged jumping over a cage and punch or pushing a ref I don't even
0: remember that no, yeah, yeah, no, that uh, that didn't happen. That so like, weird. I mean, I don't know why somebody would make up such a thing to happen. I know, that, it's you really, know, so weird, isn't it? Yeah, but um, it certainly didn't I think, happen. I think though, I do think though,
1: um, having watched Khabib's last two fights, he puts his hands down a lot, and he is so confident in his wrestling takedown ability mm. that I think he could be exposed against Connor. I think I think he's got he's got such higher level of wrestling than Chad Mendes. Don't get me wrong, mm. but anytime Chad went in, Connor was catching him. Do you know, and I just think if at one I don't think there's anyone that can beat Connor at one fifty five unless Khabib can. Um, and I think his power is just too much. And I think if he connects with Khabib's chain, I think Khabib's gone, man. That's yeah, all right. like. <sighs>
0: I, I, I kind of I get what you're saying, and it's the whole that that old cliche of like styles make fights, or styles make matchups. In the sense of, in order for Khabib to do what Khabib is the best at, he has to get a hold of McGregor, and in order for him to get a hold of McGregor, he has to be within range. And if you're in, yeah. within range and your hands are down, there's not many people better at kind of landing a fist on your chin than Conor McGregor. So, from that point of view, it is exciting. It's it's going to be amazing. Like to just for that, but I just, I don't know why I feel like he'll be able to get a hold of him, and if he gets him down, like, you know, now, you, you, you've you been impressed with Connor's takedown defence though, haven't you? I wouldn't say I was impressed with his takedown defence, because, like, I think, I you were. no, no, I think, I wouldn't say I'm impressed by it, but what I would say is, I think, it's like he doesn't need takedown defense because he doesn't allow people to get the only person really who was being successful at taking him down was being Chad Mendes, and Connor mm. was fighting with ACL issues in that fight and everything, but Connor's game plan just mitigates people trying to take him down so well. I mean, Diaz took him down in the fifth round of their second fight, but mm. that that was after twenty four minutes of them absolutely murking one another. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, who is a legit wrestler, couldn't take him down. His game plan just went out the window because he, he couldn't figure out the puzzle of Conor McGregor. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Dustin Poirier, not known for a lot of takedown skills, so, like, he was. He didn't stand a chance in it either. You know what I mean? Aldo was only 13 seconds, so that's. Uh, irrelevant because, you know, all those... Although, I have to say, I was happy to see him get back in the win column recently. Um, Yeah.
1: Um, Do you think there is a danger of Khabib uh, failing to show up on October 6th?
0: Like, going out injured beforehand?
1: Uh, Kind of, like, because he has a reputation. I know he's changed um, nutritionists and stuff like that, and he Mm. seems to be... His last two fights he, he was okay or his last fight he was okay. I think the fight before it was supposed to be Tony Ferguson and uh yeah. maybe that was Tony that I can't remember. Anyway, I I I wouldn't be surprised if Khabib would get injured or
0: um have weight issues perhaps. I I don't think the weight issues will be a problem. I think he'll make weight, but I, I would be concerned he won't make it to October sixth intact. Because he has yeah. been he has been prone to pick up the old injuries like like
1: He's been at, in
0: or ten. Yeah, well that's it, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's my He's and had such a stop start career, hasn't he? Say again. He's had such a stop start career, like Yeah, like in one sense, that's just the ice cream truck outside, not sure if you can hear that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> <and Yeah. laughs>
1: we thought it was in Glen <laughs>
0: Well, like I think he, I think Khabib and Tony Ferguson have been slated to fight each other what four times now, yeah. so I mean it's uh, and and they've never fought like and that always starts going mad out there,
1: doesn't it? <laughs> is that the dining
0: room? Yeah, I tell you, yeah. Um, because it's roasting like I have the windows open and all, and then your man, the ice cream man, bombing around the gaff. Um, I don't know, man. I just where i at is basically heart says Connor, head says Khabib.
1: Yeah, and do you think? On the lead-up, you know, the night before at the weigh-ins and then the day mm. before, it, we'd be texting each other and we'd be like trying to convince each other it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you think that's going to happen again? You're probably saying no now, but do you think the closer the fight, you'll get into McGregor?
0: I, yeah, I think so. I think that's always the, the thing with me. Like we, I, In the build-up to the fight, I'm probably going to concentrate on all the reasons I dislike McGregor. But in the 48 hours before the fight, I'll be voting for him for president and <laughs> giving him the keys to no. the country. He'd like, he... <laughs> there is nobody... I don't think there's, there, there's any person in, in Irish pop culture who captures the whole thing of cult of personality better than Conor McGregor. He has this ability to, to bring yeah. people with him like nobody else. And he has this ability to turn people off him like nobody else. And that fascinates me in a way. But, like... Either way, like I've I've doubted him before. I've I've fully said like oh, I don't think this is gonna end well. Like, and he's proved me wrong before. Like, so I hope he proves me wrong again. But if I had any money to put on this fight, which I don't, thanks to uh, AIB mortgages, uh, I, would, <laughs> I I I would be backing uh, kebab. I'd go kebab second round.
1: I think it. I think Khabib only has a chance if it's beyond the third round.
0: Yeah, yeah. What?
1: I think it, if he connects and there's every chance he'll connect in the first round, and I think once he does that, Khabib's gone.
0: Yeah, I just I don't know, man, because when he and one, if Khabib gets him down, Connor does not getting back up. It won't I be agree. like it won't be like when Mendez had him down and. Mendez went for that guillotine and then lost position and Connor was able to get back up and then knock him out. If Khabib gets you down, you stay down. Like do you know what I mean? He does not relent in that way. But that said if Connor can lay gloves on him, which he very well might that that's a game changer. I just think What usually around halfway into the second round, if Connor if the fight goes that long for Connor, his gas tank seems to go and he seems to get that whole wobble. I think if that mm. happens and Khabib senses that, he'll just drag oh, him all... down. He'll just drag If he he'll... senses in any way, shape, or form Conor Gasson, he'll drag him down and it'll be good night and God bless. I, I,
1: I don't think it's going to get to that, though. I think we'll be uh, celebrating the first round TKO and their new champ champ again.
0: Yeah, well.
1: Yeah, what did a... you think of um, the matchup announcement of Nate Diaz versus Dustin Poirier? I love that fight. I love it. Yeah, I love it man. I love it. I, I think um I watched I watched the press conference there that was on from LA last Friday mm. and uh, obviously Nate didn't show up for a while. I don't know whether it was legitimate traffic or just Nate Diaz being Nate Diaz. Yeah. But uh I think it's a I th- I think it's a good fight for Dustin now from someone that he hasn't fought in over two years.
0: Well, this is it. Like
1: on a on a great win streak. Like, and he's yeah. he's
0: looking just at one five five. He is, and like Diaz hasn't fought since Diaz McGregor too. You know, yeah. and whatever about Connor being inactive, he's had more in action than Diaz Diaz has in that time frame. So, I think it's a good fight for Poirier. I just hope he can keep the the form he's had over the last couple of months, over the last year or so. Going because he has looked really good at 155 and dangerous as you said like
1: what you make it a drama from the two of them saying i'm not fighting on that card do you think but it's legit do you think that they thought they were going to be on khabib and connor's card
0: yeah and i can understand why they would think that to me that would be the perfect co-main do you know what i mean mm. like fair enough, you're not going to have connor and diaz uh fight against each other having them on the same card will draw Almost the same number of pay per view boys, you'd imagine. You know, and do you think
1: that, it's
0: going to reach two million? Do, yeah, I think it will. I think it will be two million. Um, it, I think there's enough hype around this, and there's enough attention on this that, you know, and this all boils back to, uh, you know, this UFC hype machine. I mean, it's gone from a case where you had them saying that the hand truck tr- being thrown at the bus and all that sort of stuff was the biggest disgrace in the history of the sport. And, you know, Conor could be facing time in prison to so them now using <laughs> that... F- they're using that video footage in the promo for the fight. I
1: know, but that was always um, going to happen. So, and everyone yeah, said like, it's, everyone it's, said that that was going to happen. As soon as Dana White said on, on one day, I think it was a Tuesday or whatever, uh, it's the most despicable thing I've, I've ever seen. And then Wednesday, uh, it's
0: it's okay yeah you know it's like He's an absolute coward. it's hilarious like so i don't know i come here uh change oh sorry i was going to change subject but you were finishing there yeah i was just going to say i i think in an ideal world it would have been those two fights as main and co-main on the same card but then Mm. party ideas is a good headline i wouldn't be upset if that was a fight that i was going (laughs) to see there you know but I would, I would have thought that it
1: would have been Komei and simply put, if Khabib was to pull out, then one of those guys could have slotted in.
0: If, or, or if, now I know Connor doesn't pull out of fights, but in the highly unlikely event, exactly, one of those two easily could have slotted in.
1: Easily. Yeah.
0: You know? Because so.
1: UFC's heartbreaker the last three or four years with fights being pulled. Oh, Absolutely. Especially, especially headlines. headlines
0: go to an overseas card anymore. Oh, man, stop. Headline fights. Anything involving John Jones. I still haven't seen <laughs> I wanted
1: to ask you about, I seen your tweet about um the Netflix series Unsolved with Tupac and Biggie.
0: Yeah. I haven't started it yet. Love it. It's man. 10 episodes, <laughs> It's only 10 episodes long and it focuses on when they reopened the investigation in uh 2000 and was it two thousand six thereabouts 10 years after the 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 murder of Biggie and,
1: right.
0: and um yeah it's it's a really good series like they document it really well and they uh is the Netflix produced? No i think it was uh was a Showtime or, or one of them i think originally and then Netflix i think picked it up like it was either being shown on TV and Netflix at the same time or Netflix picked it up very early after um, it was shown on after. TV in America. But um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant series. Even if you, even if you're not, even if you have no interest at all in the whole two-pack biggie or East Coast West Coast, right? Now, just as a TV show, it's good. Like, but if you have, really? a, yeah, if you have any interest at all in the whole East Coast West Coast two-pack biggie, blah blah blah, it's yeah, it's deadly. Like, Shug Knight does not come out of it looking well at all.
1: No he never does no. Come here Did you um? Did you stick with the um? Versace documentary
0: Yeah I did, did. Alright yeah. Sorry it wasn't documentary It was a series uh, Yeah American American Crime Story Yeah was it any use Yeah I enjoyed it Yeah I didn't enjoy it As much as I enjoyed The OJ one But Yeah the OJ one Was amazing wasn't it well, it, was, it was unbelievable But I think as well Because you had A big cast there Like some of the cast And that were You know Hollywood Oscar nominated, Oscar winning actors, you know. Yeah. um Whereas Cuba. this one, Cuba, exactly. Yeah, John Travolta. Um, you know, whereas this one was a little bit more subdued. Um, maybe didn't have as much fanfare around it as season one, but I really enjoyed it. Like, I I remember the first Versa- murder for some reason. Like.
1: No, do I? Yeah. Yeah. I remember on Sky News.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, cause, like, I mean similar to the two-day trial I remembered on Sky News and the Louise Woodward trial on Sky News. The Louise Woodward trial. was. I was actually just about to make reference to that. I don't know why, for some reason, those two always connect in, in my head as kind of the first, well, the, the, for Versace, kind of the first celebrity kind of murder or assassination that I remembered as a kid. And then Louise Woodward oh. being this big crime case about a murder. And I was like, this is mad. Like, what the fuck is this? Um but yeah, I, I think it was only about nine or ten when the Versace thing happened. Um ninety four, was it? I thought
1: it was ninety six or ninety seven.
0: Oh maybe, yeah. yeah. Was it before Diana? Oh I can't I don't know. I don't know. Um but yeah, I I thought it was really good. I think your man that played um Andrew Cannan, the guy who murdered Versace, the actor that played him was frightfully brilliant. Like, he really? he played the part so well. Like, just well, everything I've read about it and all the descriptions and kind of all the sort of the character statements about this guy's persona and personality and about him being a complete and utter psychopath. This dude just played all the little. T- I can't remember the actor's name, and that's probably a Bad Crack, but sure look. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've been, I've, I've been hooked on, uh, I'm still on, hooked on Anthony Berdain. Yeah, you're you're on to uh what's call it called? What what one are you watching at the moment? Series four. No, what what which one of his TV shows? I'm oh, a Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown, that's it, sorry, yeah. Um, it's it's it, it's mad watching it because Is there an ice cream van over <laughs> at yours now? Yeah. Playing playing the match of the day team tune. It's amazing. Can you hear that? Yeah. Everybody listening getting to this. Interrupted by trucks. I was gonna say anybody listening to this now will be strung over 99 by the <laughs> end of it. <laughs> um it's I'm, I'm watching it as
1: I'm watching it right, he's finding himself in scenarios in like places like the Congo and stuff like that. Mm. But he's making he's making comments and remarks like uh, you know, I'd rather commit suicide and all, and
0: it's just a bit spooky. Yeah, yeah. That, oh.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit spooky because he ended up ending his own life while filming parts unknown
0: yeah yeah with that crew, like such just and I, I don't know was that so, like we overanalyzing and thinking that I'm more intelligent than I am like but I mean are they subtle hints are they subtle cries for help I, I don't know you know is it who
1: knows like it's just you're watching it and you're kind of going oh I'm, Stop saying that, man. Because he's he has said it at least once a series.
0: Yeah, he yeah. somewhere, I remember watching it that he did reference, and it was only after he 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 took his own life uh, tragically that I kind of went, Geez, I remember on a couple of episodes him saying like, you know, I'd rather die yeah. by my own hand." Or he had a he had a particular torn phrase, you know Yeah, there was a torn, yeah. And yeah. um, but yeah, look, oh, man, did. He, He's a loss, and it's, I suppose, look, it's one of them lads, look, always, always, always reach out to, to somebody, anybody, if, uh, if you're in a dark place, you know. And um, what was, it you remember any of your favourite episodes from parts and all? Yeah, there was, there was a good few. I think sometimes my problem is, because I watched, I watched most of the seasons a while ago, like, maybe two, two years ago, I think, um, Right and. I sometimes get them confused with his other series. Um, I think he had layover. Two. The layover was one, and I can't remember the name of the other one now. But uh, but anyway, I I really enjoyed the one where he went to uh, Jerusalem. Thought, oh, thought, it's really good. Thought it was brilliant. And I think he how he handled the whole balance of kind of Israel, Palestine, the West Bank, all that kind of crack. I think he, he handled it well because he didn't shy away from anything. But at the same time, he also didn't kind of. He didn't play flattery to the to the bullshit that was going on either, like you yeah. know. No, um, no reservations. The other one. No reservation. Thank you. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Um. But besides the Israel one, um, I really enjoyed the what well, I we were talking about this. I thought it was Cuba, and I got mixed up. It was Vietnam, where he meets Obama over there. Brilliant episode. episode. Um. The you know one. that
1: restaurant
0: where they yet framed the table? Yeah, uh, like with the, the plates and all still in it. Like yeah. unwashed they didn't, and all they
1: didn't, clean, they didn't clean the table away and they uh they um framed it in the corner. Yeah. And there's a little there's a little picture saying like uh oh, Barack Obama and Anthony Bourdain ate here and the date
0: and all. That's yeah. nuts. Um I'm trying to think of where else he he went to on it because I said it was a while ago. The Vegas one I didn't enjoy at all. I didn't think the Vegas one was very good. Um, I love the Leon one. I don't remember much about the Leon one. The
1: Leon one where he met um, some culinary master, French chef, yeah. So he was still alive I think he was about 90 But he wasn't obviously Chef But his legacy Still lived on In some culinary school And They were just eating Some fucking crazy dishes That were Originated in Like the, the 1890s And 1900s Early 1900s And all it was,
0: yeah. it was just deadly You do be starving Watching it now oh, I, do, I actually yeah. love I love the Quebec one Quebec was good Actually yeah Yeah I tend to enjoy yeah. Anything about Canada though Huh he ate he had donkey curry in Quebec. Yeah, he did. Um, and beaver. But he's, but he's had some mad stuff, man. He's had... Like, I don't know. He's just had some absolute mad shit along the way. What was the very... uh was it? The very, very first episode, I think, was it... Uh, Myanmar, Burma, Myanmar? Was that where he went to? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Very thought, good. Yeah, I thought that was good as well. And he was kind of talking... Was he showing, like... A little thing of like there's this noodle stand that like people queue up for fucking miles to get into basically because like it's meant to be the best particular dish. Like they don't make anything else but that kind of dish, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah. but yeah. The the episode in the Congo was good. Where you where they were eating guinea pig? Was it guinea pig they ate in that one, was it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, see I can't remember exactly what they ate in all them or nothing, but I just remember like what places did he go to that um did go, Sicily He went to Sicily Early as well Didn't he I think Was that maybe Season I haven't two, got I don't, I don't think I've got that far there's, there's 8 series So I'm on Series 4 I don't remember The Sicily one There's There's 11 series 8 of them are on Netflix You're joking me Yeah Yeah I think it was Either series, season 11 Or season 12 That, that he died While filming um, Tokyo Tokyo was a great episode uh.
1: Tokyo was
0: brilliant. Man, Nuts tired. as well. I have to go to Japan. I absolutely love everything about Japan. Like, um, did, I tell, did I tell you when I was in Japan? I think I remember you telling me and was there was there some sort of earthquake over there as well when you were there? I survived um, an earthquake that's back true? yeah. Yeah, you did indeed. Yeah. Um, you haven't got to it yet but there's um, an episode coming up where he goes to um, Iran that, that I thought was very good. Brilliant! Um, I think that's season four. Is that season four? What season are you on at the moment? I'm on season four. Okay, well then yeah, it should be coming up. I think. Um, but yeah, he he goes to like two people's houses and and eats dinner with them, and I just thought it was kind of fascinating because like Iran, like you know, media over here, all we ever heard about was Iran being this big terrible place and all, you know. Um,
1: that's mad, isn't it? Though, because whatever the whatever the media drives we kind of believe in is there any chance we think that North Korea is actually an okay place (laughs) Uh,
0: no not after we talked to uh, (laughs) Paul uh, Fisher Paul Fisher thanks his name escaped me there Um, yeah no not after we talked to him (laughs) I don't think it's okay at all would you Um, go yeah I'd love to go out of curiosity like you know what I mean Um, Mm. I don't think I'd go for any more than a weekend Graham (laughs) it wouldn't be I don't, think, I don't think we'd uh, survive on the fucking food, man. Well, I know I fucking wouldn't anyway. That's for certain. <laughs> um, or the lack of. Actually, speak, just, speaking, speaking of surviving on food, sorry for cutting across here. We're not. We haven't got the balance of this say, Skype thing, right? Have we? I was going to say, speaking of food, would you eat donkey the way Anthony Bourdain did? Yeah, would eat donkey. I try. Yeah, I think I try most things. The only thing I cannot, cannot get my head to try is haggis. I just can't do it. He eats haggis. He goes to Scotland in an episode and eats haggis. It's just stuffing, man. It's boring. Yeah, any Scottish people out there? Why, like, why would put- they just I like pudding. I, Do you not like pudding? I like black pudding. Yeah, I like white pudding. I don't like black pudding.
1: I, 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 I don't always have pudding, pudding, but sometimes yeah. I like pudding
0: on top with a bit of ketchup. Yeah. oh, man, a little bit of hick's white pudding on a freshly toasted batch loaf with a drop of ketchup on it. Ooh, where, do you know where the High ketchup, yeah, of course. Yeah, anybody who doesn't yet get out, like, uh, but, um, you know, you know, when the pudding is just warm enough to melt the butter a tiny bit, oh, yes, Ooh. good lord, good lord, tell you, man. Um, but yeah, any Scottish well, people out there who want to defend haggis, feel free to try, but uh, you won't win.
1: Say what you were gonna, I, I interrupt you when you said speaking of food.
0: Uh, I can't. I think I was actually going to say about haggis. I just I don't understand haggis, man. I just I can't get my head around it at all. Like uh, when we met on Mark Slagged in Edinburgh, did someone get haggis? They probably in that made, they Probably did the sick animals. It wasn't me anyway. That's for definite. No, it wasn't me either. Well, was it was like, probably Brock. Probably David. Probably was David actually? Yeah. Yeah, hey, need have a little bit of haggis, please. <laughs> Shook um, up there. <laughs> get some traditional fare. <laughs> All right, Dave. I hope you're well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, now I just—I probably ask for the kids' menu and chicken goujons or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no way. I'd be eating anything like that. What's, I'm very.
1: What's the difference between goujons and tenders?
0: Uh, goujons are posh, and tenders are not posh essentially the, yeah Goujons are what you would get from a place that's trying to make itself upmarket tenders are what you'd get in McDonald's right that's you know. um, right I get it now I have um,
1: I have a I have a warning to people who listen to Joe Rogan and if they haven't listened to Joe Rogan with Macaulay Culkin don't
0: yeah, I'm glad you're giving it's, me this advice because I would have listened to that and now I won't because, yeah. If somebody, if somebody who was interested in Macaulay
1: Culkin because they haven't heard of him in years and they thought he was a drug addict and wanted to know about his uh, relationship with Michael Jackson where he's been the last few years and blah, 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 you're not going to get it.
0: So what did he talk about? Did he just talk
1: about Home Alone, did he? Didn't even talk about Home Alone.
0: What did he talk about?
1: Um, talked about his interest now. Um, I was kind of waiting for the interview to start, and it just ended. Um, the, the, the only takeaway I took from it was
0: that he turned down a role in the Big Bang Theory, and he said he was delighted he did. So he doesn't want to be part of arguably the most successful sitcom of the last fifteen years. Yeah, he didn't want. He, he doesn't want to be in that acting bubble
1: anymore. He only does he only does a few acting gigs, um, for friends. Like he he shot some movie in Thailand recently with Seth Rogen. Probably, I don't know. Probably straight to DVD film. Yeah,
0: I. It's
1: just a letdown though because there was so much there to talk about. Like.
0: Yeah, but then I wonder did he have kind of the precondition of like, yeah, I'll come on the podcast, but I'm not going to talk about this.
1: Rogan had someone on last week or the week before that was friends with um, Macaulay Culkin. I think that's how it came about.
0: I remember I think it was that, actually. Yeah, somebody said on this podcast, like, oh, man, he's, he'd love to come on this or something like that. And he's like, let's make it happen.
1: Yeah, oh. so he'd go on, but it was shit.
0: You've, um, got, you've gone off, Rogan.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: Yeah.
1: Like there's, there's, there's some He's just so inconsistent. There's some podcasts that you would listen to and don't get me wrong, because the format we go for is just a, a chat. But like, we're not fucking Joe Rogan. We don't have millions and millions and millions of followers to to our exposure. But
0: um, we also don't he, have a multi-million-dollar studio with a producer and everything else. Absolutely, but he, I find he's very
1: inconsistent um, in his in his uh, in his approach. Like sometimes he would interview the person. And sometimes he would just have a chat with the person, mm. and I mean the chats okay, but like Jordan Peterson when he interviewed um, Russell Brand, he interviewed Louis Theroux, he interviewed, you know, about Louis Theroux about his documentaries, his latest series. Um, I just thought, like, did you wa Did you ever watch Joe Rogan, Lance Armstrong one? Yeah. Oh man, he gave him such a fucking free ride. It was ridiculous. But then I'm thinking. Is that his job, or is he
0: just? Does he want to be that interviewer, or? I don't. I just I, find him a very consistent. I don't think he does, and I don't think that's what his podcast is set out to be. I think. Um, that's fair. Enough. I I think I I completely get what you're saying. Like there's some people that it's like he's interviewing. There's other people that it's like are you huge smiling because you can hear the noise out in the back. Yes, he <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's not Eagles. I don't know what it is but yeah Like go on um, there's some interviews as well like so the likes of Louis Thoreau and the the likes of um, who else did you say there sorry Russell Brand the Liam Ramonoy one
1: was
0: brilliant as well see, but you see there the type of people who have a life where where you can ask those questions and it can be a very much like a question led conversation that, that turns into an interview whereas his other guests like when he has the likes of say like you know, Bear Kreischer or, or Joey Diaz or, or those kind of people, it's never going to be an interview with them because they're his mates that he does comedy with, you know, or even when he has the likes of, say, I don't, I don't know who, who's on it that I like listening to when he has on. Um, the Joey Diaz ones have become just very repetitive. Well, they have, but the last one, the two of them were way too high. It, it just got ridiculous. Like, and I know I like Joey Diaz. I, I like Joey Diaz as a comedian and I I wouldn't listen to his podcast all the time. But I'd listen to his podcast the odd time, like, and and I like him, but just the two of them were in another dimension when they recorded the latest one. Like, they they just weren't on this planet anymore. But that was the same with um, Alex Jones. By the end of it, Rogan <laughs> Alex was just Jones. I am delighted you brought up Alex Jones.
1: But but but, but the, the the podcast, the Joe Rogan experience with Alex Jones, he was just. It was almost like Rogan said to himself. Right, I've got this conspiracy theorist not coming on the podcast, I'm going to get high as a kite so I can enjoy his bullshit theories as opposed to questioning his theories and calling him
0: out on some of his bullshit but but again, I I, I think that's, it's not Rogan isn't like he's not the news or he's not a media organisation so he doesn't, and I wouldn't view his role as being there to call somebody out on it, I would say he sees himself as just getting somebody in to have a conference. The same way in like that we would look at it, when we get somebody in, it's not necessarily to grill them over something that we agree with or disagree with. It's more so to kinda have a chat with them and kind try the try figure out maybe where they're coming from, why they see things like that. You know what I mean? Like we've yeah. had we've had guests in this podcast that, you know, you wouldn't agree with or that I wouldn't agree with. But it's not necessarily about trying to to grill them and to try and be like getting them to see that they're wrong because you're never gonna achieve that. It's more so yeah. about, it's more so about having the conversation and kind of seeing This is the point of view that's out there. I don't necessarily agree with it or disagree with it. But I think there's either entertainment value or, you know, there's a reason that this guy has a backing of some sort. And let's see if we can figure out what that is. Um, yeah. I suppose no, I get,
1: I get that. I just, I just expected with Macaulay Culkin who doesn't do interviews or any press or nothing. Nobody mm. knows about Macaulay Culkin. The last like the lads in my job today uh, didn't even he didn't even know he was going out with Mila Kunis for ten years. Yeah, yeah, I mean to be do you know
0: what
1: I mean? Yeah, like he so, he so, Like, did he really have a heroin addiction? Did he really lose all mm. his teeth? Like we don't really know if it's true. Like if you're looking at him uh, based on that Joe Rogan interview, you wouldn't say that he had a heroin addiction at all. He seems quite normal. Yeah. He seems quite geeky, um, and he knows he has a lot of money at his disposal. Like he was talking about, he was talking about uh, children's kind of working rights as actors. As actors. Right. You know, how many hours are allowed to do and stuff like that. I don't give a shot. <laughs> yeah. He was saying that the only reference to Home Alone was that Home Alone, the sequel, uh, took five months to record uh, because of the child labour laws in New York where right. the child is allowed to work five or six hours a day.
0: Right, right. That's well, the only reference to Home Alone he made. Um, you mentioned Alex Jones there and in the last sort of week or so uh a lot of... Oh, Alex Jones has caused a lot of uh atten- or a lot a lot of he's been getting a lot of attention because his InfoWars stuff has been removed from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, etc. etc. Uh where where do you sit on the whole Alex jo- Jones side of things? Um I think think that the likes of Fa- what is it Facebook and YouTube got rid of them was it Facebook YouTube iTunes uh, Spotify yeah like these are all these, these are all
1: these are all private companies do you know what I mean mm. they're, they're like people are saying uh, people are crying out censorship this is mm. censorship but no they're private companies they're not they're not government yeah If if government was banning Uh, alex jones from any source of spreading information well then you kind of go well this is a bit worrying this is like it's a bit censorship like i've no problem with alex jones having a platform through a website but i do believe um facebook youtube all these companies that have banned them i do believe they have an obligation um to make sure that people that use their their facility can't be spreading lies about people or defaming people or just have a having a platform to sell uh, to sell products and stuff. Mm. Um what I will say is that um I don't I don't think it's it's worrying, but what I will say is, I don't believe, I've seen some comments online about it's a slippery slope. Yes, it'd be a slippery slope if the US government were censoring them, but they're not. It's these companies that are censoring them. But I would like to see a level of consistency from YouTube, from Facebook, um, about all this, you know, driving of hate and all. Like, like Alex Jones is an absolute moron. And if you don't know, if you, if you think
0: otherwise, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it, the chap is a fucking moron. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't be far behind you. I I love watching him because I think he's hilarious. I, I'm like, how are people buying into this? Or how are people, you know, following this? But I I think I agree with everything you're saying there. I um, I, I put up a tweet about it during the week and one of the listeners, uh, Ed, who who was a loyal listener, um, how you Ed, kind of said what you were saying as well. He's kind of like, I think the content should be there and we should be able to see that and make up our own mind and, and I think he drew the comparison of um, you know like the Irish government uh, censoring or banning I can't remember a couple of thousand books up until the last number of years and like well I get the point he's making I also kind of feel as though well that's that's a government banning it and the point that you made about the private company is kind of what I went back and said like that you know ultimately these are private companies that have a term of term service they are essentially the equivalent of the publisher. You know, so it's not like yeah. it's not like a draft of a book being rejected by, you know, a publisher. Like it's it's are it's similar to a draft of a book being rejected by a publisher in this instance. It's not as if, you know, Alex Jones is going out and it's as you said, it's not the government that is saying, No, 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 this can't be, this can't be. But but you hit the nail on the head when you said about consistency. Because people who are giving out about Jones being taken offline essentially are the same people who you know, not all of them, but I've seen a number of them comment who I remember months ago were were saying, you know, how how are these people still allowed? Why aren't Twitter banning XYZ? Why why haven't Facebook suspended? Especially during the eighth eighth Amendment referendum. You know, they're spreading lies, they're spreading false information, they're spreading fake news. Why why are these people allowed to yeah. do that? Why isn't more being done to stop that? This is this is terrible. They're having an influence on xyz or even if you look at how trump got elected and and the spread of lies and the spread of everything there and people talking about you know oh, the, the russian infiltration of the the internet influencing people and all that i'm now they're saying the opposite it's like people should be able to make up their own mind people should be able to see it for what it is and make up their own mind and i'm like well no there's checks and balances here jones absolutely jones you is can't, a proven lawyer
1: by, by, by that by that exactly john's a proven lawyer but by that um by that psyche of let us decide that that means
0: you have a free-for-all on what you can say on any of these platforms exactly which is wrong like and that shouldn't be the case you can you cannot allow people go out and tell people that you know up is down and down is up and you've been seeing it wrong all this time and you have it wrong and and trying to convince people of this and, you know, bringing what is a mass audience along with you, you know? They, like. But after each of, after each of his segments where he gives his theory, he's trying to sell a fucking product. Yeah, he's trying to sell fucking, like, protein supplements and all this kind of stuff. like And water fil- filtration. Yeah, so that he can, what, what is it, The uh, you know, he's trying to filter out so they can stop controlling your brain and all this, like, to it's just, dogs. you know, like, I, I understand people saying like, it's a threat to free speech, but what people need to realise is that, you're entitled to, to the right to, to freedom of speech, and freedom of expression, and freedom of opinion and all that, what you're not, not entitled to, is a platform, you know what I mean, and this ho- and this is where, and it's something that we talked about last week, a tiny bit we touched on, it when we were saying about, how in this day and age, does a group like the Iona Institute, or you know, climate, change deniers get the same platform and the same uh, time on the national broadcaster as somebody who who, who was stating fact and not yeah. opinion because ultimately what Jones is, is spreading is opinion it's not, it's not fact based at all like for him to go out you think and, it's his opinion of course it is it's you not fact based it's, it's not fact based at all no no no, no, no 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 I agree
1: but do you think do you think he's just a clever arse in that he knows how to make money off a certain section of society and he's taking advantage of that.
0: Do you think he actually believes in it at all? I, pff, do you know what? I would say there's probably an element of the money-making in it. Because um, mm. you know, John Oliver did a great piece and he basically
1: said there was a product on uh, Infowars' website um, that they were selling for $150 mm. and they found a, a variation of it. It was exactly the same except a different make um, for $4 Jesus,
0: that's in three, 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 ninety-eight or something. That's madness. Like I just, I, I get the point people are trying to make around the freedom of speech thing. I really do. But at the same time, this isn't a case of government censorship. This isn't people being told you can't watch Clockwork Orange, you can't read George Orwell. This is people. What this is is effectively a modern day equivalent of trying to stop stuff like Nazi rallies or or you know uh, the
1: Exactly. But this this is it this is you've hit the nail on the head. The same people and I'm not talking about Ed because I didn't uh, I didn't, oh, yeah, no, I I'm didn't not, acknowledge No,
0: I'm not I'm talking, talking about, about it. I'm just saying the the, the parallel between <laughs> the hate speech and the language being used by the likes of Alex Jones, Alex Jones and that is the same sort of language that comes out of the far right and these people who are deliberately trying to segregate society and that was able to happen 100 years ago because people were allowed to go out and form these mass crowds and bring people along with them by storing up 100%. emotion which is what because what you're but, doing is you're, you're using fear as a commodity and that's what Jones does you know what i mean 100% and there's there's no consi- What i'm saying about uh
1: It's funny how I was saying about a level of consistency from the social media platforms um, because they need to be consistent. There's more than Alex Jones that's doing wrong on those social social media platforms. Mm. But there's no level of consistency with the people who are saying, oh, this is is very concerning and this is very worrying. They'd be the same people, for example, closer to home, who wouldn't accept um, the anti-water movement. Yeah. The, the, when the war in charge protests were coming in, these same people would have been like, "Oh, locked them up, locked them up," and it was like, "Hold on a minute here, that's actually legitimately freedom of speech because mm. that's a protest. That's not using um, a weekly episodic uh, YouTube channel program to to drive to to show to to preach and pontificate your hate. That's an actual legitimate protest by." Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people, but you're calling for them to be arrested or you're calling for them to get
0: on with their lives. Get a grip, yeah. No, I, I, I geez, man, there's something wrong here. We're agreeing with each other far too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, heal, heal, you're yeah, a heal. I'm a heal. I should be supporting Alex Jones here, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, this is like a rare moment where, like, you know what I mean, the heal alliance with the baby fakes for a little bit, but eventually, it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn me back on you at SummerSlam, haven't I? And cost you the title. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a bit of we'll do a bit of colour. We will. Um but yeah, anyway, look, tweet us at WTS pod, lads. And let us know how you feel about it. and and tag Alex Jones in it as well. Why not? He, you know, could deal with some love if you're gonna support him. Um isn't because because they yeah. haven't banned him. I do. You've, you've made me feel kind of guilty and paranoid now that I was labelling Ed with with the lunatics of Alex Jones supporters. I wasn't. I think he was, um. more, he was more so just pointing out the kind of like, you know, are we sure this is the right angle? Would we not be better off trying to take as much information in as possible and then making an, an educated decision ourselves? And absolutely, in the vast majority of cases, the problem is there are some people out there who can't make an educated guess. They're, they just want to follow the noise, like... Um Absolutely. and 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 I think there's an awful lot of noise that comes out of people like Alex Jones, and if you don't believe me, just look at how many times he's had to print re- or or take out retractions on stuff that he's came out and said because people have tried to sue him, and suddenly because money's involved, he's had to back out of it very quickly because he's no evidence to what he's saying whatsoever. Um, Absolutely, but uh, yeah, uh, two two more things before we head off. Uh, first one. Uh, we are now bona fide stars, I suppose. Uh, like you know, music video stars. What What would you call us? <laughs> we are music video stars, man. We are, we are the stars of a music video. Exactly. We
1: yeah. we we were in part of the production of Versi Welcome to Ballybrack's uh music video this yeah. past Saturday. We had a good crack. Um, I have to admit I was kind of going oh this is a bit weird but then when you see when you see the playback from the the camera the production was absolutely brilliant like
0: yeah yeah, I, I it's going
1: to look it's going to look deadly and it's a bit of laugh and it's a bit of satire as
0: well thrown in and uh, fair play to Versi that's all I'll say yeah no definitely fair play to him he he, he penned a catchy tune as they'd say yeah um, and uh, and he is We can give a plug actually,
1: because he is. um, Where is it? He is going to be part of a Gaza Kids to Ballybrack fundraiser. So the people, the kids of Gaza and Palestine, are coming to Ireland in in August. And on Thursday, the twenty sixth of August, down at the lighthouse, formerly formerly known as Weirs, from half seven to half eleven. Uh, join us for a night of traditional music, comedy, poetry, and rap in aid of Gaza Kids to the uh, Ballybrack, Ireland project. 2018 has marked 70 years since the forced expulsion of Palestinians from the homeland in 1948, and has been a year marked uh, with the continued oppression of Palestinians. This has been most evident in Gaza, where the space. where in the space of several weeks over 150 unarmed protesters were shot in cold blood by the Israeli military. The majority of those were killed. Um, So come down and support the Gaza Kids, the Ballyrack fundraiser. I'm actually part of the committee of the Gaza Kids to Dublin, um, which is, I'll have more information next week, but there's going to be a charity, uh, Solidarity Cup with the young lads. They're under-15s football team. They've played Ballyrack in the past, and they're coming over to do a tournament as well uh, in that's going to be held in Bluebell, Bluebell United's ground, and they're also going to Derry and Donegal for another tournament as well. So, Get online and support that. You'll find if you just, you'll find any fundraise links if you just go to Gaza Kids to Ballybrack or Gaza Kids to Dublin. There's a fundraising page there, and Versi's going to be singing a few tracks from the Welcome to Ballybrack album.
0: Plugged on. Good Plugged on. Um. Yeah. So, the, back to the music video then. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a bit mad. I thought I'm not like I didn't really watch back any of the footage on the camera because I kind of want to wait and see what it's gonna look like when it's finished. But now yeah. all week I've been sweating, kind of thinking, do I look like an arsehole on camera? Do I look like a bell end on camera? And when I can it's see, yeah, wow. when I, yeah, when I can see picture and picture on Skype and we're doing this, I'm like, I do look like an arsehole on camera. I do look <laughs> like a bell end on camera. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh, keep keep an eye out lads i'm sure you'll see it on social media over the next sort of uh now probably be around three or four weeks to will it I think I mean,
1: two maybe two and a half weeks and yeah. local lad uh alan Dawn was the director um, and yeah. alan is a, is a gentleman
0: he do, and he has a good brain for that sort oh. of thing he was very talented very very good brain for it. Mm. um What was the second thing you were going to say before we go? Uh, Before we head off, just because I have on in the background here, uh, Sky Sports News uh, covering transfer deadline day, which I I, 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 I hate this. I absolutely hate this whole deadline day thing. But you put up a tweet during the week, again, which I agreed with, man. This isn't normal at all, where you talked about (laughs) people, fans of football clubs, obsessing over transfer fees. I just mm. wanted to kind of talk around that a little bit and kind of pick your brain on, like, get get behind the tweet a little bit.
1: Yeah, I just... You just see banter on um, online on Twitter where it's like, uh, you know, about Pogba or about uh, the Liverpool goalkeeper. Mm. The latest one I've seen see was the Liverpool goalkeeper was whatever million, 60 million. And then Chelsea have spent money on a Spanish keeper who has won Spanish cap. And I think they spent 90 million or 80 million. And he's on a seven-year contract. And people are like, oh, Jesus, we must we got a bargain if we got Brazil's number one for 75 million and they paid 90 million for a Spanish keeper who's won cap. It's like, who cares? It's not your money. People need to remember that these football teams are uh, companies. They're
0: multinational companies. Yeah, I, that that's what bothers me when people go mad about a footballer leaving a club and talking about loyalty and talking about, you know, oh man, they're, they're just mercenaries. They're only in it for the money. And I'm like, well, yeah man, if you worked for Tesco for a tenner an hour and Stores came along and offered you €14 Euro an hour to do the exact same job yeah. in probably slightly better yeah. working conditions, you're not going to stay with Tesco, are you? You're not going to be loyal to Tesco. But- and don't give me this shit about, oh, it's football, it's different. It's not, man. It's a job for them. That's what it boils down to. Worried.
1: I'm actually worried now that we agree does that, that with two things. Does that mean that I'm becoming a contrarian?
0: No, I think of that and this means that I have left the contrarian nonsense behind for the week and I've come over to, <laughs> I was going to say I've come over to the dark side, but I just it's think- not like...
1: There's so, much, there's so much money involved in football now that 70 million to Liverpool
0: for buying a great, great goalkeeper.
1: Like, it doesn't matter. They're loaded. Is,
0: do you think he's a great, great goalkeeper? He's not just like a great goalkeeper or possibly just a goalkeeper. He's a great goalkeeper. He's a, okay, all right. I haven't seen enough of him to make me mind up to be God's answer. It's, it's better than what they have. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's can't be hard either, like you know what I mean? But um, I, I think there is a difference though, because Shamrock
1: Rovers now, the air fans are kind of um deliberating whether the reported fee for a sixteen year old goalkeeper um is in the region of three hundred and fifty thousand with with add ons. Hmm. And they I don't I don't think it's like for like. And I'm not I'm not saying I'm not gonna get involved in I don't care what the fees are. Do you know what I mean? I I wouldn't even know where to start or where to put value on these things. So I wouldn't care to comment about how what what he should be worth or how much Rovers should be getting. Um, but I think the difference there is is that Rovers don't have millions and millions and millions to their disposal. So I think the fans would be uh, judgmental on on a, on a lower fee simply because they're like, oh, we need you know we need the money in the bank, we need the the future. Finances to be secured. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. there's a bit of a difference. Instead of players saying, "Oh, Pogba had a shit performance today," imagine paying eighty million for Pogba. Addison had a shit appearance today. Imagine paying seventy million for a goalkeeper. Mm. It doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, no, I I get what you I mean. I think like do, does it not though? Like you being a communist, does it not kind of upset you that there's such vulgar money being spent on securing a contract? Me- of, of uh, somebody who is effectively going to work for an hour and a half a week? Sick. <laughs> Sick to the stomach. Sick to the stomach. I'm all for that. I think in this free trade capitalist world, I think transfer fees should be even higher. How, how, <laughs> how can
1: we justify transfer fees of that magnitude and and see homeless people with, without houses
0: Jesus man that that is quite a jump to go to um, I know I, and I, we won't go into it no I, I think look in terms of justifying transfer fees I think it's not just about results on the pitch anymore it's the commercial element of it that that player can bring how many jerseys are they going to shift for you how much merchandise mm. are they going to shift for you how much like even even like think about even MMA and think about wrestling you know what I mean the talk isn't just about what goes on in the TV and of things it's how many t-shirts are they selling? How many, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. All that factors in, because as you said a minute ago, they're multi-million euro and pound and dollar businesses and industries. So it's not just about the whole side of, is he going to bang me in 30 goals a season? No. How many jerseys is he going to sell to you know eight to 14-year-olds with his name on the back of it? That's yeah. a huge part of our clubs now as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But some seriously vulgar, Vulgar amounts of money being spent, like you know vulgar is a great way of saying it it is it, 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 years ago like
1: uh the old first division or the championship in England, mm. I mean you'd never hear of a player going for like two or three million. They've reached like twenty and twenty five million for
0: players now, yeah, it's bananas like it's just absolutely bananas. <laughs> and you see some of the players going as well that you've never even heard of and you're like how is he going for like what why why is he worth 40 million like what what is he Who is yeah. he I, like, I've noticed that myself because I'm
1: so engrossed um, in the league of Ireland when when I see tweets of um English Premier League fans giving their opinion about certain players I used to like I used to always be clued into what players are talking about mm-hmm. now I have to google and say jesus and then I'll be admitting
0: Fuck, I don't even know this lad. And everyone seems to have an opinion about him. Yeah, I've no like like Man United signed a player called Fred, who apparently is well known. And when I hear a name like Fred, I'm he's probably from, you know, the north of England somewhere. He's he's a Brazilian (laughs) lad. He's been playing in Turkey for a few years. Fred the Red. Yeah, Fred the Red. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, what hang on a second. And I love all the lads, you know the lads that the the like you know, they're 40 years of age and they're still wearing a jersey and the tracksuit bottoms of the club and all that. They get kitted out for match day down the pub, you know? And they're talking about them as if they've been watching this lad since he was five years of age and his first kick for <laughs> football all the way up until he signed the big contract with Liverpool or United. And it's like, lads, would you ever get a grip? You know about as much as this lad as anybody else has the ability to put his name into YouTube. Cut the bullshit out, will you? Cut <laughs> it out, know? lads. Nonsense, carry on. Either way, look, Transfer deadline. I'm delighted that it's it's finished early this year. That's Mero. You've had a nip slip again there, but <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. Um, I'm just delighted it doesn't rumble on all the way up until September or whatever it was that it normally does, and it's just it's going to be put to bed nice and early, and I don't have to listen to more transfer bullshit for the next month.
1: Yeah, but I I haven't watched Sky Sports News in a month so I'd, I'd stay away from it anyway. Yeah, it's a it's a nonsense this, propaganda this, oh, agency. This. All this Sky, sky Sources nonsense.
0: Yeah, which is actually just who in the newsroom hope go good my lads. Right. Whack yeah, I've on that.
1: Yeah, exactly. i seen seen... Um, i seen a feckin' hilarious tweet today from Paddy Power.
0: Yeah. Atletico,
1: Atletico Madrid have rejected Man United's approach where Diego got in. United are now expected to turn their attention to soccer eights there and Robbie Williams' best friend, Jonathan Wilkes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, Sky Sports can exclusively reveal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that is a cracker. But anyway, that's uh, that's Anyways. me. That's me rant about the transfer window and all that shit. I just think it's a big pile of bollocks. It is. To put and it in and a, on that note, very very simple terms. On that note bud we're back next week where we do have guests lined up. I say guests because we're recording a couple episodes next week. Yes, we do. And you'll be back in the big smoke. Back in the big smoke, man. Back to back to normal service being resumed. Kinda, yes. sorta. I have to get used to commuter uh, life now, man. Uh, bleh, <laughs> bleh, bleh, <laughs> I might be moving back into my house by Christmas. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Rent the gap out. I'm telling you, man. It may end up doing that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> look. it has been great to see yes. your face and hear your voice through the That's magic what? of Skype
1: you too i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm, I'm i'm mixed i'm gonna continue with anthony Bourdain. i want to watch uh biggie and tupac's
0: thing and i also yeah. want baller season 4 is starting and i still have baller season 3 to watch oh you need to watch baller's man get that into you get that into you quick so on, that's only 10 episodes as well and they're only, I hate that I say, they're only half hour episodes hate, aren't they
1: yeah i hate that i said season so i'm gonna say that again baller's S- series 3 I still
0: have to watch <laughs> Series 4 is out Grant uh, Yeah do watch Ballers Ballers is a quality quality show If anybody yeah. hasn't watched it It's one of those Binge-worthy shows And it's got The Rock in it It's just an all-round piece the rock, Exactly The Rock's yeah. just the rock Deadly. Right, right. I shall talk to you later Lads thanks for listening Until next week Clear eyes Full hearts Can't lose Too sweet Look.